Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And we're brought to you by True Car. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, Check out True Car, True Cash Offer, not available in all areas. What an intriguing Super Bowl that also managed to be absolutely awful. Let me explain what I mean. I think the number one takeaway we are going to have when all is said and done years from now about this Super Bowl is that Tom Brady got his sixth championship. Now, maybe Brady's going to go on and win his seventh championship. But for now, I think we have created the number one debate for the next decade in sports media. And that debate is going to be whether or not Tom Brady or Michael Jordan is the greatest team sport athlete of their eras. Now, some of you out there are going to be difficult. You're going to say, what about Bill Russell? He's got 10 rings, whatever it is. It's a different era. You're playing in a 10-team NBA. There's not the same level of competition. Bill Russell was never the best player in the league. That was Wilt Chamberlain. This, I think, is a really interesting debate that is going to go on for years and years to come. 
unless Brady goes out and wins another Super Bowl and gets to seven. If you don't believe me, I put up the poll question last night, seven hours ago. Who is the greatest team sport athlete, Tom Brady or Michael Jordan? With 45,000 votes in, you guys are evenly, exactly even. 50% of you saying Tom Brady, 50% of you saying Michael Jordan. You can go vote on that on my Twitter account, at Clay Travis. But we'll unpack that in the days, the weeks, the months to come. That, however, remains the most significant outcome, I believe, of one of the worst, if not the worst, from a pure entertainment perspective, Super Bowl of my lifetime. On top of that, I believe what else will be remembered about this season is people may forget the exact year, but I think the non-call on the pass interference penalty at the end of the Rams-Saints game is going to continue to loom over this season. I think people will remember as much about that non-call as they did about this game. And I believe where we got cheated, clearly the uh, Saints should have been in this Super Bowl. But where we got cheated was Jared Goff was not up to the challenge of being in this Super Bowl going head-to-head with Bill Belichick having two weeks to prepare. He just wasn't. And I know Sean McVay took a a blame for getting outcoached, and I think we have audio of that. Let's play Sean McVay saying he got outcoached. I'm pretty numb right now, but definitely I got outcoached, and I didn't do nearly good enough for a football team. You know, the thing that's so tough about all this is that, you know, the finality to it. You know, usually when you get a chance, if if you go through some adversity, you can bounce back right away. This one's going to stick with you and just things in your gut. And like I said, I'm still kind of numb right now, but have so much love for these players and these coaches, and that's where, you know, it eats at you because you feel like you didn't do your part to help them. Okay, that's Sean McVay, and that's a straight-up response from him to say he got outcoached. I think certainly he did not get Jared Goff to play well, but I think Jared Goff was a disaster out there on the field. He missed a lot of throws. The interception he threw on the final drive, the final time that the Rams were going to have the football, uh, was just an, an atrocious decision. And I think time after time, when he had chances to make plays, he couldn't do it. He had a man streaking down the center of the field, Credit to McCourty for getting over there and making a play on the ball. That should have been a touchdown. He waited too long to throw the ball. There were a lot of things that Jared Goff, when he goes back and watches this film, will recognize that he was just fooled on, that he didn't make the throw in time. Now, Brandon Cooks dropped a pass that was a pretty good throw that maybe he should have caught, but the interception was just a a, a disaster, an awful decision by Jared Goff. Why do I say we got cheated? Because I don't think Drew Brees would have been confused like this. Drew Brees might not have played great. And he ultimately may not have won this game for the Saints. But I don't think that given how many games he's played in, Bill Belichick would have been capable of coming out and completely confusing him like we saw from Jared Goff. Having said all that, the Patriots did what the Patriots have done for most of the Brady-Belichick era. They found a way to win. They found a way to win because Tom Brady willed them to victory. This is a crazy stat. 
Tom Brady now has won six Super Bowls. In all six, he has uh, led a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter or overtime. I want you to hear that again because it is such a remarkable statistic. In all six Super Bowls that he has won, Tom Brady has led a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter or overtime. That is, beyond a shadow of a doubt, improbable, incredible, the kind of data point that makes you sit back and just raise your eyebrows. This 10-point victory is the most that any one uh, of the Super Bowls has been won by the Patriots. Every other one was a one-score game, including the ones that they lost. This was, I think, again, just a major statement for Tom Brady's long-term legacy in, uh, in the aspect of getting to six overall wins. What else did we have? We had what I believe was an incredible performance by Julian Edelman that won him the Super Bowl MVP. He was flat-out uncoverable. Now, I know some people out there are fired up about the fact that Julian Edelman had a four-game suspension for Peds to start the season, but that's football. There are lots of guys, for whatever reason, in baseball we spend the rest of their career questioning how this guy could ever end up using Peds in football. We don't even blink, and as a result, Edelman was uncoverable on the field even though the Patriots don't have a lot of offensive weapons in the wide receiving game, there was almost no one else who even caught a pass as a wide receiver for the New England Patriots. You knew where Brady was going. You knew what he was going to do. And I think when you look at the overall stats in this game, that makes Edelman's performance all the more impressive. Guys, receiving yards. Obviously, Gronkowski made a couple of plays, Corderell Patterson was the only other wide receiver for the New England Patriots to make a catch. Corderell Patterson had two catches for 14 yards. Julian Edelman was the only other wide receiver out there on the field making plays for the Patriots. He had 10 catches for 141 yards. The rest of the Patriots' wide receivers combined for 14 yards receiving. You knew where Brady was going to try to go with the football, and he was still able to to get open, Julian Edelman was. Rob Gronkowski, late, big-time playmaker. That catch to set up the only touchdown of the game was extraordinary. Uh, great catch, great throw by Brady. Uh, ultimately, this was a defensive struggle. The Patriots had to make one play, and they did it. The Rams had to make one play, and they never did it at all. Uh, I thought also, when you look at this game and you think about the larger context of what it means for the Patriots outside of Tom Brady individually, you could make a strong argument that when you consider the length of time that the Patriots are the greatest dynasty in the history of sports, and really it's also an interesting question, does a dynasty require more than two guys? Because the only two people connected to the Patriots for all six Super Bowls are Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And that's why uh, the, the, the Jordan versus Brady argument I think is so intriguing because probably the best argument you can make in favor of Jordan 
is that Jordan was never paired for the entirety of his career with the greatest head coach in the history of the game. Right? When you really break it down, Phil Jackson was very good. But I don't think very many people out there would say he was the greatest coach in the history of the game. Whereas I don't think there's any doubt that Bill Belichick is the greatest coach in the history of the game. So uh, so all of that conspiring, this will be a, a great debate for years to come. Also, Jordan people right now are out there saying, well, you know, Jordan, he was, uh, he was 6-0 in the finals. But I don't think that's a fair argument because do you really punish a guy for getting to nine Super Bowls? Would it be better for Tom Brady's legacy if he had never made the other three Super Bowls and he had gone 6-0 and straight up in the Super Bowl? Maybe, but I think that's lazy thinking because it would mean that Brady would have had to lose before he got to the Super Bowl and that all three of those losses, for instance, against the Eagles last year, it would have been better for Brady's legacy if you're making that argument if the Patriots had lost to Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Does that make any sense at all when you really break it down in terms of the Brady versus Jordan argument? Jordan lost to the Orlando Magic in the playoffs in the mid of, midst of that six uh, championship uh, run in eight years. People forget that he came back early and that he was uh, eliminated in the playoffs. And people forget it because it didn't happen in the NBA Finals. Would it have been better if Brady had managed to lose earlier in the playoffs and not make the Super Bowl before he lost? I don't think so. And again, Brady has won six Super Bowls and he's had a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter or overtime in every one of those games. And you think about Super Bowl titles now, Tom Brady by himself has the same number of titles as the Pittsburgh Steelers have in the history of their franchise. Dallas Cowboys and San Francisco 49ers have five each. The Packers and the Giants have four each. And the Broncos, the Redskins, and the Raiders have three each. One more point that I think is worth discussing. A lot of people out there making the argument that, um, well, Jared Goff and Sean McVay, they'll be back to the Super Bowl again. Guys, I'm not sure. Other than uh, John Elway, in the modern era, most of the time when a quarterback loses in the Super Bowl, he does not come back and win a Super Bowl again. Now, Jared Goff is very young. He's only 24 years old. And certainly he expects to be back in the Super Bowl one day. Uh, And there was the talk that was going on between McVay and Goff there on the field. Uh, At the end, you could see McVay whispering to Goff, probably saying something about how, hey, we'll be back again. Great job this season. This is on me, not on you. Don't let this get you down. Most of the time, even when guys are older, they become shells of themselves for a little while, and there's a massive Super Bowl hangover when a guy loses in overtime. And even if you're a relatively young quarterback, that legacy of losing the Super Bowl seems seems to hang over you. Look at what happened to Cam Newton. I don't know if Cam Newton will ever get back to the Super Bowl, but certainly losing the way the Carolina Panthers did in the Super Bowl seemed to hang over Cam Newton for a while. 
Look at Matt Ryan after the Falcons gave up the 28-3 lead. To his credit, they got into the playoffs the next year, but that legacy seems to still be kind of hanging over him of burning and losing that game. Look at Steve McNair. Guy quarterbacks the team to within a yard of the Super Bowl, never gets back there again, even though he was relatively young when he got to the Super Bowl then. Most of the time, if you lose your first Super Bowl, you don't come back and end up winning the Super Bowl again. Now, obviously, you can point to John Elway and say, well, Elway did. He lost his first several. But that's the exception rather than the rule. Most of the time, because it's so difficult to make the Super Bowl, a guy gets there, he loses, he doesn't come back and make plays in the years ahead that help to erase the sting of this defeat. I'm going to bring in the crew when we come back. I will also open up the phone lines to allow you guys to react to everything you saw in the Super Bowl and talk about the halftime show. Thought that was mediocre to bad. We can talk about the uh, commercials, which I thought were also mediocre to bad. I thought in totality, this was as bad of a Super Bowl as we have seen from a pure entertainment perspective in a very long time if not the worst of my lifetime. Now, it's still the Super Bowl. It was still entertaining. But when my four-year-old turns to me during the Super Bowl and says, Dad, can we put on Paw Patrol? It's better. Not necessarily a good sign because he thought the Super Bowl was so boring and nothing was happening in it that he wanted me to put on Paw Patrol. Uh, but we'll talk about all that. Phone number 877-996-6369. And important for you to know as we roll into this break that hiring can be time-consuming and difficult. That's why you need to make sure that you can get all the best resumes and go ahead and make your uh, hiring process as efficient as possible and more importantly and most importantly, as smart as possible. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills, education, and experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. It's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a 1,000 reviews. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Clay. If you love this show, Show your support to it and ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash C-L-A-Y. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Clay. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Great job, by the way, as we return to the city of Atlanta. I know we have a lot of people listening in the Atlanta area. I thought Atlanta really handled the Super Bowl well. Virtually no issues that I noticed across the entirety of downtown Atlanta and beyond. Fantastic job as the host city. We are here in the Geico Outkick Studios where car shopping can be confusing. With terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice, True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. 
when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. It's a confident show, and I got to say, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who want to say it. I thought the Patriots were dead. I bet against them against the Chargers. I said they would lose. I bet against them against the Chiefs. I said they would lose. I bet against them against the Rams. I said they would lose. I was wrong. It's rare that I admit that I was wrong, but I was wrong. I didn't think the Patriots were very good this year. I still, honestly, don't think the Patriots were that good this year. They lost to five non-playoff teams. They went 11-5 and in the regular season. But you know what? They found a way to win. Thank you, D. Ford, for lining up offsides. You allowed this Patriot dynasty to continue. You allowed Brady to get into the Super Bowl and win the title. And uh, you get Tom Brady close to the Super Bowl, and by and large, he finds a way to win the championship. And one question that was looming out there was what was going to happen with Rob Gronkowski. He addressed that after the game, and we still don't have uh, definitive uh, outcome here. But to me, it sounds a little bit like he's leaning towards making this his final uh, final season. But here's that audio. Tonight, it's about celebrating with my teammates. And that decision will be made in a week or two, you know, down the future. Because tonight, that's what it's about, is celebrating with my teammates. And that's what I'm worried about tonight. We're going to have a good time. Bill told me he's partying tonight. So, you know, it's going to be good. When Bill Belichick is partying, you know it's going to be good. Let me go to a couple of your calls. Uh, Dub, where should I go first? We got Leo in Vermont. Leo, what's up? Solid start by the callers. Leo, are you ready to go? Let's uh, let's try Kevin in Culver City. Yeah, Kevin in Culver City. What's up, Kevin? Hey, what's up, Clay? You know, I make a tradition out of this every Super Bowl. I got to give you a call and uh, – you know, don't get mad at yourself, man. You had the right pick. Um, I was all on the Rams. And, you know, I had such a big bet on this game. I'm talking thousands. I was going to buy Rachel Bonetta a car. So give <laughs> Rachel my shout-out tomorrow. But, um, you know, I looked at this game. I said, Jared Goff, 14 points left on the board. The first throw, the overthrow, uh, come on, you got to make that throw. Don't double pump it in the interception. That game should have been 14 to 10 Rams. I'll give Brady the touchdown to Sonny Michelle to play to Gronk. But, you got to give Wade Phillips credit. That was a great coach game by that defense. I mean, Sean McVay, you're giving Todd Gurley 10 carries in the Super Bowl. You got to look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, did you get it done? Did you get the ball to Gurley to get him 20 to 25 carries? So it was on golf, but McVay left it on the field. Bill Cowher said that at halftime. That opens up the play action. That's the same thing I said. So, I mean, you know, Sean McVay's got to know how to coach better. To, to, you know, open it up a little bit and not make it so predictable for Belichick. Yeah, I appreciate the call. I, I agree with you that, that when you consider what Wade Phillips did, if you had told Sean McVay before the game, hey, your defense is going to hold the New England Patriots to 13 points, I think he would have said we're going to win by double digits. Because, by the way, the over-under in this game closed at 56 and didn't hit. At least I had the under, so I won something on this Super Bowl. Uh, there were only 16 total points. That's the biggest under hit in 30 years of NFL football. The under hit by 40 points. I think if you had told them that's what we're going to do when it comes to the over-under, everybody would have been ecstatic about that, right? You tell uh, Sean McVay uh, that you're going to hold the New England Patriots and Tom Brady in the Super Bowl to 13 points. I think he would have bet every dollar he has that his team was going to find a way to score 14. 
And I think you're right. Look, uh, the big miss by Jared Goff, that would have changed the game in a big way. Had a wide open receiver. Um, and uh, Tony Romo pointed out another big miss by uh, by uh, Jared Goff on a deep, uh, deep post, I think it was, or a deep in route. I'm not sure exactly. With about eight minutes to go on third down and long. I also, or second down and long, I also think the call there on holding was the wrong call. And I don't want to belabor the point on NFL officiating, but Todd Gurley got a big run, if you remember, with about nine or ten minutes to go, crossed midfield. The Rams had a first and ten, and they called a non-hold to bring back the uh, the the Ram offense there. I don't understand how you continually have calls that are not egregious. Again, make sure that it's 100% a penalty or let these guys play. There weren't a lot of fouls called, but there were still a lot of missed calls. And I, I just, I don't get that in the grand scheme of things. Take a couple more of your calls. Who you got for me, Dub? We got CB in Pasadena. CB in Pasadena. What's up, CB? All right. Uh, thank you for your call, screener. And um, um, first of all, uh, my condolences go out to George W.H. Bush, um, you know, and his family. Uh, it was a beautiful funeral, our uh, 41st president. Um, but, uh, you know, well, hold on. Side, Clay hold Travis, on. The president funeral was like a month ago. So, I mean, I appreciate you giving condolences. I'm sure his family really appreciates getting the condolences this morning. But that funeral was like a month ago, right? You've been in a uh, cryogenic no, chamber no, no. since it's then. Been about, it's been about three weeks, but you know, I just have to give my condolences out, and then I have to give my condolences out to the Rams. This is where I was going with that. That's my segue. Uh, yeah, it's a bad segue to the other place. Yeah, and then uh, the, the poor Rams. You know, thirteen to three. Yeah, yeah, it was a dull kind of game. It was a good defensive game. Um, you know, I didn't see any electricity out of the Rams. Yeah, all right, we got to hang up on CB. This is a bad call. When you start off, you're trying to make your point. You're like, hey, I got to give condolences to the Bush family so you can make a condolence to the Rams. That's a bad open, my man. President, Former president's been dead for, for nearly a month. It's a bad, it's a rough reach. It's a bad reach. I got to cut you off. Not a good argument to be made. I can't trust your opinion after that bad of an open. Anybody else still waiting online, Dub? Yeah, we got Tommy down in Florida. Tommy down in Florida. Tommy, please don't start off with condolences for former presidents. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad call. That was a bad call. Now, here's, here's the point I'm going to make about what you're saying with the whole Michael Jordan thing. I think you're actually selling Brady a little bit short. The greatest thing that he's done, in my opinion, is the distance between wins. Strong argument. Goals. Yep, strong argument he's, here. He's, the, the guy that you should be comparing him to is actually Jack Nicholas. Nicholas won his first major in 62 and his last one in 86. That's 24 years. Brady won his first title in, what, 01? And now that's 18-year difference. That, I mean, like Bradshaw. Bradshaw won, they're all in like six years. Jordan's like eight years. Kobe's like six or seven years. That's the most impressive thing because Brady's playing with players that some of them were like, what, in elementary school when he was winning? It's incredible. That, that's a strong argument. That's a good call. That's a very good call. The longevity of Brady's dominance in a sport where longevity is rare, I think definitely helps him a tremendous amount in our GOAT status debate because most truly extraordinary athletes have a peak window of six to eight years where they are the best in the world at what they do, and then that peak window kind of disappears. That's an argument, by the way, in favor of LeBron, too that he's had such a long stretch of dominance. But the difference is 
in Brady sport, every single snap, people are trying to injure you substantially. Jack Nicholas, 24 years between major wins is a good one, but nobody's lining up to hit Jack Nicholas when he's trying to make a putt. Brady has been getting hit by the biggest, strongest, most physical, baddest men on the planet for nearly 20 years, and he's still showing up, hanging in the pocket, and making the throws that are necessary to win championships. And by the way, I think he's going to be back and extend that reign of dominance even longer. I used to be a Tom Brady hater. I've shifted into admir- like first grudging admiration now to the point where I just think you have to appreciate greatness. And it's possible that Tom Brady is the greatest team athlete, individual player in a team sport of all time. I don't think that's an outlandish comment at all. I would say that Brady's six championships are more important and impressive than Michael Jordan's six championships. And I think Brady versus Jordan has definitely passed Jordan versus LeBron as by far the most interesting, greatest of all time debate. I just tweeted this out, but we've got nearly 45,000 of you have voted who is the GOAT, Tom Brady or Michael Jordan, and it's a dead heat after 44,000 votes on my Twitter page. 50% of you saying Tom Brady, 50% of you saying Michael Jordan. I'll bring in the crew. Also, we'll continue to have the phone lines open. Don't come on and give condolences to the family of George Bush a month after his funeral. That's the only thing that I say for your open. Please don't go there. Uh, 877-996-6369. What do we got, Ralph Irvin? Well, as you're mentioning, it was a heck of a night for the New England Patriots. They do win their sixth Super Bowl is number 53, beating the Rams 13-3. Tom Brady becomes the first player to ever win six Super Bowls. And Bill Belichick, it was his eighth Super Bowl championship as a coach. Six, of course, is the head coach of the New England Patriots. Julian Edelman, he is your MVP. Finished with 10 catches and 141 yards. Quite the night all together. In tonight's Discover Card key matchup, the Arizona Coyotes are in Dallas to take on the Stars. That's at 8.30 Eastern. Get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, it includes your FICO credit score. And checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Reports from the Bay Area have the Raiders looking to play in San Francisco at Oracle Park. That's the home of the Giants. The NFL and the 49ers, though, still need to sign off for that decision to go into effect. Three games Sunday in the NBA. Kyrie Irving led eight Celtics in double figures. Boston outscored Oklahoma City 134-129. Toronto was a 121-103 winner over the LA Clippers. And Memphis snapped a three-game losing streak. They beat the pathetic New York Knicks 96-84. 13 straight losses for New York. Now we'll be back to play in 10 seconds, but first... A word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now let's get back to Clay Travis in the Outkick Studios. All right, we're going to go ahead and go to break here. I'm going to open up phone lines again. We'll have a longer segment to close out. I'll bring in the crew, 877-996-6369. We're, of course, reacting to Super Bowl 53. 
Brady versus Jordan. My guy Petros Papadakis weighs in, um, and he's uh, evidently not gone to bed or else he's up early on the West Coast, as many of you are out there. And he says, uh, let's go ahead and compare the incomparable um, in terms of his opinion. Uh, let's spend three hours comparing the incomparable, Petros says. Uh, but three hours. I'm spending the next 30 years on this GOAT, <laughs> this GOAT debate. I'm breaking the glass. I'm going to go skip Bayless on this one. I'm going to make Jordan versus uh, versus Tom Brady my masterpiece. I might end up making $10 million a year just debating Jordan versus Brady like Skip Bayless has made $8 million a year just debating uh, Jordan versus LeBron James every day for the last 15 years. Baby, this is my this is my GOAT. This is my GOAT of GOAT uh, sports debates. It's going to be like June 28th. You guys are going to be sitting in your car. It's going to be not a single sports story anywhere on the horizon. I'm going to be taking phone calls on Jordan versus Brady. It's the new GOAT of all time when it comes to GOAT sports debates. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. First of all, my condolences go out to George W.H. Bush, um, you know, and his family. Uh, it was a beautiful funeral, our uh, 41st president. Um, but, uh, you know, well, hold on. Clay hold on. The president funeral was like a month ago. So, I mean, I appreciate you giving condolences. I'm sure his family really appreciates getting the condolences this morning. I looked it up. The president died on November 30th, 2018. I'm not sure where the drop-off point is on when you can call a sports talk radio station and give condolences to the family of a dead president. But I'm thinking over two months definitely is past the condolence arena there. Happy New Year. I definitely yeah, yeah. Happy New Year. I definitely think that all the Bush family members who are listening to the show this morning were not anticipating they would start off Super Bowl breakdowns with getting condolences for the death of the 41st president of the United States. This is the Geico Outkick Studios. Man, M-Drive is a supplement I use every day. You should consider it, too. If you want to feel stronger, have more energy and drive, now's the time to start taking M-Drive. To learn more, visit mdriveformen.com today. Refine your prime with M-Drive. It's like me coming on and saying, hey, guys, happy Thanksgiving. And while I'm on top of it, happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, and also happy New Year. Uh, let's take some of your calls. Uh, Joe in Norfolk, Virginia. What's up, Joe? Hey, good morning, Clay. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, look, uh, fair warning ahead of time in case you want to cut me off. Salty Saints fan here. Uh, I didn't watch the game. I've been reading about it this morning. I kind of boycotted it. But uh, I, you can't argue that Brady is the greatest now. It's just it's hard. I mean, I love Drew Brees, but it's, it's hard to argue that he's the greatest. Yeah, I appreciate the call. I'm curious how many Saints fans actually boycotted the game. I understand you're still upset, and I agree that you should have been there. And more importantly, I think when a referee misses a call like that, what ultimately ends up is we all get cheated. Because I think Brady versus Breeze would have been an infinitely better game. Jared Goff was just overmatched. He hadn't played long enough. He hadn't seen enough. Belichick came out and confused him to death. And Sean McVay may have schemed up a couple of plays that should have worked his touchdowns. But Jared Goff was so rattled he couldn't make him. Nick in Boston. What's up, Nick? Hey, what's up? Thanks for taking my call. Good morning, guys. Um, on the Patriots season, not having a good season, you got to look at a couple things. You know, if you, besides that stupid Miami miracle, if you take Matt Patricia off Detroit, they don't lose to Detroit. Okay? You take Mike Vrabel off Tennessee, they don't lose that Tennessee game either. You know, if their losses were in Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, and the loss is a loss, I know that. But, you know, if they did end up going 14-2 and without them, you know, no one would have been saying they had a bad year and this and that. 
But well, I don't um, think you had a bad year. I'm just out. saying on in in the landscape of Patriot teams, I think this is the worst Patriot team that has won a Super Bowl. They didn't have any downfield passing threat all year, especially not once Josh Gordon got hurt. Julian Edelman was the only receiver other than Corderell Patterson who even caught a pass in the Super Bowl. Rob Gronkowski is a you know a shell of his former self. Credit to him for making a couple of big plays. Sony Michelle came along, I think, and certainly provided a huge lift in the running game. But to me, I think this is a strong attribute of the Brady Goat argument that he was capable of taking this team that lost five games to non-playoff teams. They got whipped by the Detroit Lions. They got whipped by the Tennessee Titans. They got whipped by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they lost to the Steelers and lost on the final play to the Miami Dolphins. Those are five teams that didn't even make the playoffs. The most games that a Brady-Belichick-coached era team have ever lost to non-playoff teams prior to this was three. The average was 1.8. So their ceiling was not very high. Now, did they elevate it and play really well against the Chargers, against the Chiefs certainly in the first half, and did they find a way to win in the fourth quarter against the Rams? Yes, but I just don't think this is a very good team. Having said that, I think that's what great players do. They take teams that otherwise were fairly mediocre and find a way to either win or compete for a championship. This might have been the greatest of all of the years of the Brady-Belichick combo. Is Nick still there? Nick, wouldn't you not agree with that? Like, is this the worst Patriots team to win a Super Bowl? It's hard for me to say because I'm a diehard fan, you know. I, honestly, the worst, I don't know. Maybe the first really year. Like Maybe the first year, thanks for the call, maybe the first year when people didn't anticipate the Patriots being there at all and they went and pulled off the double-digit upset, maybe that was the worst team, but that was before the Brady-Belichick dynasty had ever really been established. This, to me, was, I think, the the worst team since then to win a championship, and that's a credit to Tom Brady. I'm not saying that as an insult. I'm just saying the reason why I didn't personally buy in on the Patriots is I don't think they're that good relative to the other Patriots teams before this. Steve in Delaware, what's up? We just lost Steve. Let's go to Shantae in Tennessee. Shantae in Tennessee. What's up, Shantae? One of the big lessons of being a Sports Talk Radio caller, which has been being said since Sports Talk Radio began to exist, turn your radio down. Uh, Kevin in Arizona, what's up? We lost Kevin. We got Bubba in North Carolina. Caller's not making a lot of plays here. Bubba in North Carolina, what you got for me? Hey, good morning, Clay. Uh, I got two things. First of all, uh, now that the game is all over, I was so infuriated kind of keeping up with, you know, the media of last week that teams, including the Patriots and the media, were portraying them as underdogs. I mean, that was so infuriating. Now, I'm a Cowboys fan. So to watch somebody who won his his sixth Super Bowl, you know, yesterday, can't fit them all in one ring talking about he's an underdog, that's the equivalent of saying the Dubs are an underdog because they didn't, you know, win 73 games this year. I think that's absolutely ridiculous narrative. Yeah, look, I think that that was played up by Brady and Belichick and the Patriots. The Patriots have been favored in 69 of the last 70 games. They were underdogs on the road against the Chiefs. I think they probably should have been underdogs on the road against the Chiefs. If D. Ford, hate to hate to say it because Kansas City Chief fans driving in are just uh, ramming their heads into the steering wheel and will be for a long time. If D. Ford can line up on sides, then Brady throws his third interception and the Chiefs are in the, in the playoffs, uh, advance to the Super Bowl. They win that game. I think that the Patriots should have been an underdog going on the road against Arrowhead. I think over the course of the season, the Kansas City Chiefs were the better team. But Patriots found a way to win that game. 
And I think over the course of the season, the Rams were the better team. I think they had more individual talent in this game than the Patriots did. But where were they weakest at the quarterback position? Tom Brady made plays. He willed his team, found a way to win this game. And Jared Goff couldn't do it. Either he was too young or he's never going to be able to rise to that level. I think there's a system quarterback element to Jared Goff's success. If you listen to me on this game, I thought that defensively the Rams would be good enough. The reason why I took this under was I thought defensively the Rams would be good enough to stifle this Patriot offense because other than Julian Edelman, this Patriot offense really doesn't have a guy that you can rely on in the passing game. Nobody downfield was ever open for Tom Brady. He hit Gronk on the one play. Gronk made a couple of plays, there's no doubt. But really, this was Julian Edelman's game. It's why he won the MVP. And ultimately, I thought that this would be a low-scoring game because I thought both defenses would find a way to shut down the other team. And I thought the Rams would make enough plays that they would find a way to win a close game. I thought this game would be something like 24-23. to Now, it ended up a lot lower scoring than that. And again, if I think you had told Sean McVay, hey, you're going to hold this New England Patriot team to 13 points, he might have put his life on the line that they were going to win this game. That's how confident I think Sean McVay would have been that he could find 14 points in this game. And maybe he did. You know, Brandon Cooks catches the ball on that throw late. Uh, Maybe we end up with a tie there. If Jared Goff throws the ball earlier, on that slot uh, slot wide open wide receiver, then the Rams score there, the game can change completely, and there's 14 points. It didn't happen, though. And as a result, I think Tom Brady has cemented his status as the greatest of all time when it comes to individual players and team sport athletes. I don't know, at team sport games. I don't know how we can do much better than that. We'll continue to open up the phone line. Hour three will be joined by Alex Marvez. He's our only guest 877-996-6369. We are, of course, unpacking Super Bowl 53. What did you think of it all? I promise I'll bring in the crew to start off hour two, get the biggest takeaways from the world of the uh, the game, but also off the field, the commercials, everything else. This is Outkick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And we're brought to you by True Car. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True Cash offer not available in all areas. We are unpacking. The Super Bowl 53, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick get their sixth Super Bowl championship. A couple of stats for you that I think are pretty unbelievable. Brady and Belichick now have 30 combined playoff wins between the two of them. 14 is the next closest number of playoff wins that has ever occurred in the history of the NFL for a coach and player combo. That's pretty unbelievable. 30 combined playoff wins, 14 is the next closest for a coach and quarterback. Um, This is the fewest points that has been uh, scored in a Super Bowl in a very long time. The Chargers, it's the Chargers, the Rams are the second team ever. The 1971 Dolphins were the other to fail to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Um, Great stat here. 
Tom Brady has now, in his six Super Bowl championships, led a fourth quarter or overtime game-winning drive in all six. No other quarterback in the history of football has more than two game-winning or overtime drives in the fourth quarter uh, or overtime, again, in the history of the game, which is why I think Tom Brady has further cemented himself as the greatest of all time to play in football and why I think the debate has now moved to Tom Brady versus Michael Jordan with both guys now having six championships. Personally, as I watched this game, I felt like we had been cheated. Uh, I think we had been cheated out of the Saints going up against the Patriots. I think one of the great overriding stories and themes of this season will be the awful call that put the Rams into the Super Bowl. I think if Drew Brees had been there in this game, he would not have looked as overwhelmed as Jared Goff did. Now, there's a lot of people out there who say, okay, well, Jared Goff, 24 years old, he's going to come back and win a Super Bowl again. Guys, do you know the last quarterback to lose a Super Bowl and come back and win a Super Bowl was John Elway? It's hard to get to the Super Bowl, but if you lose in the Super Bowl, it's even harder to come back again and end up winning a Super Bowl. The only quarterback in the last basically 30 years to manage that is John Elway. And there have been a lot of good quarterbacks who have been to the Super Bowl and not come back and won again. Really, the story of the Super Bowl is most of the time, if a guy's going to win one, he wins one the first time he gets there. Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, even Nick Foles last year, Ben Roethlisberger. The first time you get there is often the Super Bowl that you win. Here's a list of just a quick list of guys that went to the Super Bowl, were decent at quarterback, never even got back again with a chance to lose. Dan Marino, Boomer Esiason, Jim Kelly, obviously, after his final loss with the Buffalo Bills, uh, Drew Bledsoe, Steve McNair, Kerry Collins, Neil O'Donnell. The list of quarterbacks who lose and never get back again is pretty substantial. Odds are, even as good as Jared Goff is, that he will not get back to this stage again. If you look at recent history, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, the guy who loses in the Super Bowl has a pretty good hangover eventually and uh, struggles to ever get back onto that stage again, particularly if he played in a game where they had a chance to win. Let me get a few of your calls here, um, and then we will go and uh, bring in the crew and see what their biggest takeaways were. Tyrone in Birmingham, what you got, my man? Hey, didn't um, Peyton uh, lose the Super Bowl and come back and win one? I think he won his first time. Peyton Peyton Manning lost a lot of playoff games, but the first Super Bowl he made, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was against uh, Rex Grossman, the Bears against the Colts. Peyton Manning won that one. Now he came back. He lost against Seattle and then came back and won it. Yeah, he lost against Seattle, came back and won it, but he already won a Super Bowl by then. What I'm saying is Peyton Manning finished 2-2 in his career in the Super Bowl. He lost to Drew Brees. Uh, and the Saints, Drew Brees won the only time he got into the playoffs. Brett Favre won the first time he got into the Super Bowl. I'm saying a guy who lost a Super Bowl uh, had never won one before. It's rare to have that happen. The only guy who has lost and then come back to win is John Elway. Never won one in the last 30 years. 
never won one. Elway obviously lost a couple and then came back to win a couple. But it's rare to lose the first time you go to the Super Bowl and then come back and end up winning a Super Bowl. So that's the status. What else you got for me? Uh, let me let me blow up your argument so we can move on to something else. All right. This poll is for is not even uh the victor is not even twelve years old and Michael Jordan is getting fifty percent. Imagine that this was right after he hit that shot over Byron Russell, what those numbers would be. That's one. Number two, you you have to win the best four out of seven to become a champion. So there's no doubt who's the champion in baseball, foot, uh, basketball, and the NHL. Whereas in football, it's a one and done. What would the record be with the Patriots if they have to win four out of seven? Because all of them except this one was more than three points. Yeah, Number I think – all right, let me respond. Let me respond to your arguments here. One, I think the Patriots would have potentially more championships if you had to win four out of seven because they've been favored in eight of their nine Super Bowls. They were they were the underdog in the first one, so probably the Rams would have won that series four out of seven. But otherwise, like, like some people are saying, oh, well, Brady wasn't very good in this game and they still won. Well, Brady was excellent in the game against the Eagles and they lost. Brady has been really pretty outstanding in general, in many of uh, many of his games. So I think, certainly, look, the, were the Patriots better than the Giants, the team that beat them when they were 18-0? 100 billion percent, yes. Were the Patriots better than, uh, than the Eagles team that beat them? I think so. I think if you went back and you redid it, I think they would win those games. Uh, were the Patriots better than the other uh, wild card team, Eli Manning, the Giants, that came in and beat them? Yeah, I think so. So I think if they played four out of seven, arguably Brady would have eight Super Bowls. He might be eight and one because I think the Patriots have had the better team. Certainly they've had the better coach in almost all these games. All right, let me get the last two out. All right, Uh, you said this yourself, that if Michael Jordan wouldn't have came to Birmingham and played uh, baseball, Baseball. he would have won eight in a row. I think that's likely. Yeah, he won eight in a row. But he didn't and do I'm it. I'm not a George fan. I'm but he didn't do it. Here. Maybe if he had known Brady was going to win six, he never would have gone and played baseball. And to be fair, <laughs> Jordan one came more. back and lost in the playoffs in one of those two years. So he was back. Well, now, well Brady's lost in the playoff also. Trace, right. So you can't but that's, throw that out But there. that's why I don't think the argument of Jordan is 6-0 and in the finals is better because Jordan lost a bunch of years before he got to – the uh, NBA Finals. If you include conference title game performances, uh, somebody can find the numbers on those. Um, Brady and Jordan, like to me, getting to the Super Bowl and losing is better than not getting to the the Super Bowl at all. So getting to the finals and losing. Now, I'm not going LeBron here where I'm going to argue three and six in the finals is the equivalent. Well, you you led into my last one. You led into my last one. We we, We always forget the coaches that Michael Jordan and Tom Brady have had. Imagine if LeBron James would have had either Greg Popovich or Phil Jackson his entire career. What would his record be in the finals? Yeah, that's a strong argument. I think you can even make that argument in football. What would Peyton Manning's record have been if Bill Belichick was his coach? I mean, I think it's a great question. We'll never know because Bill Belichick is obviously the greatest living football coach. But you can also say Bill Belichick's record before he got Tom Brady wasn't that impressive. Remember, Patriot fans were not excited when they hired Bill Belichick. 
there are a lot of Patriot fans who are like, man, this guy's going to stink. Remember what he did with Cleveland? Remember what he did with the Jets? So I think you could point to that too and say, man, I'm not sure how good he would have been. Phil Jackson was a pretty good coach with Kobe and Shaq too. Phil Jackson had a lot of success without Jordan. And by the way, he did coach Jordan for eight years, a long time, basketball-wise. Matthew in Fort Lauderdale. What's up, Matthew? Hey, how you doing, Clay? Living the dream, my man. Good. Uh, my question is, do you think, uh, since you said this is the weakest New England team to win a Super Bowl, do you think that this team would have beaten any any of their Super Bowl appearances, especially the first Rams they played? Do you think that they would have beat the Rams um, back in their first Super Bowl, this team? Yeah. I, I said that I thought this was the weakest Patriots team since the first one. When I really – you go back and look, that first Patriots team was a tremendous underdog against the Rams. But I think this is the weakest team that has won a Super Bowl since. Now, look, there have been really good Patriot teams that were better that lost. The Patriot teams that lost to the Giants two different times, better team. Patriot team that lost, I think, last year to the Eagles – I think the Patriots were better. Defensively, this was a masterpiece for Bill Belichick. Last year, Doug Peterson and Nick Foles carved up the Eagle uh, the Eagle offense, carved up the Patriot defense. That's why some people out there are going to be like, oh, Brady wasn't very good in this game. This was a defensive struggle. The Patriot defense won this game. Well, last year, Brady was lights out, and the defense couldn't stop anybody. That tends to even out in big games. Brian in Memphis, what's up? Hey, yeah, I got a question for a hypothetical. Imagine if Brady went over to the Packers under Mike McCarthy and Rodgers went over to Belichick and the uh, Patriots. Do you think Rodgers would have the same or more uh, Super Bowl wins as Brady does now? And do you think Brady would have more than one Super Bowl at the Packers? I mean, you have to put in perspective the Packers' defense has been crap relatively in the last like playoffs and that's the reason why they can't ever make it and not only that you have a lot of people just fumbling balls like such as um Montgomery, yeah I get I get you know, I mean I get the, the argument which is going to be how do you quantify the value that Tom Brady gets from playing for Bill Belichick and that argument would be Matt Castle won 11 games with Bill Belichick Bill Belichick went three and one I think it was with Tom Brady on suspension for Deflategate, playing with Jacoby Brissett, uh, and uh, and before that with Garoppolo before his injury. I understand that argument. I just think that you look at Belichick's coaching career before Brady, and it's hard to make that argument because Brady has made Bill Belichick into a coaching genius. Now, is Brady the greatest talented arm quarterback that has ever existed in the history of the NFL? No, no stretch of the magic. Like, do I think that Aaron Rodgers can make more throws than Tom Brady? Yes. But guys, in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady has six overtime and game-winning drives. Nobody else has more than two. This guy has been a different caliber of success. And look at what Belichick did before he had um, Tom Brady, all right? Belichick with the Browns, 6-10, 7-9, 7-9. They got to the playoffs in the divisional round with the Cleveland Browns, went 11-5, then went 5-11. He got fired after five years as the head coach of the Cleveland Browns 
going 36-44, and 44, won a single playoff game. So Bill Belichick, without Tom Brady, we have complete evidence of what his coaching ability was, and he had a losing record in the NFL, and he got fired as the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Then he comes back and takes over New England. First year without Tom Brady, he goes 5-11. and 11, And then the next year, they get to 11-5 and five and win the Super Bowl. And I think that was the weakest Patriot team that has won the Super Bowl. And since that time, other than in 2002 and in 2008 when Brady was out, they have been to the Super Bowl. Uh, sorry, they've been to the playoffs and they've made substantial runs so I I think again I mean there's a pretty clear evidence of what the impact for Brady has been on Belichick's career we have no idea and no evidence and probably never will have any evidence of what Brady would have been capable of without Bill Belichick as his coach so that's going to be one of the great hypotheticals that out there that nobody really knows the answer to we're going to continue to break down the uh, Super Bowl 877-996-6369. Argument out there. We're tied at 50% each. Who is the greatest team athlete of all time? Individual player on a team sport. Now that Brady has equalized Michael Jordan, I think we're leaving behind LeBron James now. And I think it's Jordan versus Tom Brady. You guys have voted 45,000 of you now. Dead heat tied up at 50-50. And a lot of you listening to me right now As you go about your morning routine, you're standing there with your toothbrush in your hand. You're listening to me on Alexa or you're listening to me on a streaming device, radio, satellite radio, got the toothbrush in your hand. You know what? Many of you are not going to brush your teeth for long enough and you're also going to be using one of those old worn out toothbrushes. I see you there with that toothbrush that you got back in 2009 that you're still trying to use, sitting there trying to save a dollar on your toothbrush with that old broken down bristle I'm telling you right now you need to go get Quip you go to get Quip right now you will get a brand new uh, bristles delivered to you on a dentist approved basis every three months for just five bucks and you'll have the best electric toothbrush out there you'll make sure that you brush long enough and that you brush evenly my wife stole my electric toothbrush took this right off my counter uses it for herself because it works a lot better than a standard toothbrush. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. They have thousands of verified five-star reviews. That's why I love Quip, even though my wife stole mine, and why they're backed up by over 20,000 dental professionals. Right now, you can get Quip for just 25 bucks, and if you go to getquip.com clay, that's my name, C-L-A-Y, right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P slash Clay. Get Quip today. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O-Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield? 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Super Bowl 53 in the books. The Patriots making a case that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, greatest coach-player combo of all time. I think there's a good chance of that. Brady making the case that he's maybe the greatest team athlete of all time. We're here in the Geico Outkick Studios where car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We're taking your calls, reacting. Uh, we're going to be joined by Alex Marvez in Hour 3. Tommy in California, what you got for me? 
What's going on, Clay? I just want to let you know that Tom Brady has a losing record against one team, and that's the Denver Broncos, baby. All right, Clay, I'm out. Have a good one. All right. Denver Broncos have something to be proud of there, I guess. Ed in Florida, what's up? Hey, Clay. I just wanted to call and comment. Everyone talking about if LeBron James had this coach or Aaron Rodgers had this coach, these guys had these options. You know, the problem with these guys is they're not coachable. LeBron yeah. wouldn't choose to have – you know, LeBron could have choose to have uh, – Popovich, when he had that chance to go to Miami, he wanted Spolster out. You know what I'm saying? These guys aren't coachable. That's like the key to Tom Brady is the guy has allowed himself to be coached. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, look, I think that's one of the criticisms you can make about uh, LeBron James is that he's gone through coaches like uh, Hogwarts, went through uh, uh, defense against the dark arts teachers. He can't get comfortable with anybody. And not only has he gone through those coaches, some of them he's gotten fired. David Blatt seems like he's trying to get uh, Luke Walton fired. Back in the day, remember, he tried to get Eric Spolstra fired. And Pat Riley just refused to allow it to happen. You have to be willing to acknowledge that you are coachable. And I think that certainly hurt LeBron James that he's never had a truly great coach. What if LeBron had been willing to go subsume his ego and play for Greg Popovich? Jordan eventually found Phil Jackson. It took him a while to find the right coach that could lead him to championship glory. But once he did, he stuck with him for eight years. And again, I think Jordan's legacy, ultimately, this is where the baseball hurts him. If he had never played baseball, I think the Rockets never win those two titles. I think the Bulls win eight in a row. Instead, Jordan left. And I think the argument that Jordan is 6-0 and in the finals is lazy. Because why do you reward a guy for losing before the finals? Jordan came back and tried to steal a title in the second year that the Houston Rockets played, and he lost to the Orlando Magic way before the NBA Finals. Are you really telling me that if Jordan had gotten to the NBA Finals that year and lost, that somehow that would have been a better year for him? No, he lost before then. Before that, he couldn't get to the Super Bowl, couldn't get to the NBA Finals. He lost to the Detroit Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals. Are you really telling me if Jordan had gotten past the Detroit Pistons those years and lost the first couple of years he got to the NBA Finals that his legacy would be less? No, that's lazy and dumb thinking, frankly. Jack in Texas. What's up, Jack? Hey, you're making my point for me. I've uh, developed a, a system that I think will settle a lot of those questions. If you'll, I'll share it with you. If you'll call it the Finkel Super Bowl Power Rankings you should. It's pretty simple. You get one point for winning the Super Bowl and half a point if you lose. Because I was looking at Pro Reference this morning, and they've got Pittsburgh, San Francisco, and Dallas ranked ahead of New England just because they have a better winning percentage. But if you go by my point system, yeah. New England will be at seven and a half now, ahead of Pittsburgh, which would only be at seven. Yeah. No, I appreciate the call. So, Look, I, I think that what – you have done in general when you get to six is you make this a legitimate debate. I think in the last 40, 50 years, Brady and Jordan are the two best individual athletes in a team sport game. And you can make arguments for both sides. I had a caller earlier make the point that Brady's longevity has to factor in in a substantial way here. In a sport where the average career is three years, Brady has won championships across 18 years. That's pretty unbelievable. Where on a sport where on every single snap, look at what happened to Alex Smith 
on a, every single snap, guys are trying to break you. They want to knock the quarterback out of the game. They don't want him to finish the game. They don't want him to continue. And Brady has managed to stay upright for most of that time, missed one full season. Otherwise, he's been back there reliably making play after play after play. John in Indianapolis. What's up, John? Yeah, good morning, Clay. Thank you for taking my call. As as far as the Brady-Belichick argument, they're both great in their own right. I lean a little bit more towards Belichick, and the reason I call this morning is because I keep hearing the comparison when he was with Cleveland. Well, I'm originally from New York City, and in 1990, Bill Belichick may have had even a greater performance than last night. He beat the Chicago Bears 31-3. He beat the 49ers 15-13, and they held the Bills 19 points in the Super Bowl when they had scored 40 and 50 uh, the prior two playoff games. And that's the one that should be compared. And he changed the first game against Chicago to a 4-3, the Niners a 3-4, and the Bills a 5-2. And that was all him. And if people remember, it was with a backup quarterback in Jeff Hofstetler, a backup running back in Otis Anderson, a gimpy leg Mark Bavaro, and a giant defense that was still good but declining. That's all I have. That's a great call. I mean, I, I think the best thing you can say about Bill Belichick is he is capable of creating a game plan to win every single week, almost amoeba-like. The Patriots find a way to beat you, and I think their genius is in Bill Belichick being able to craft a team that can play in any way necessary to win the individual game each week. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. And the Patriots have to figure out how to find the perfect piece. Is it to outscore you? They can do that. Is it to win a defensive struggle? They can do that. Is it to just wait for you to make mistakes? They can certainly do that. Patriots have been, over the course of this last 15 to 18 to 20 years, consistently excellent. Never bad. I mean, that's what's amazing about, uh, in addition to the championships, just listen to what Brady and Belichick have done from a perspective since 2010. 14 and 2, 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 14 and 2, 13 and 3, 11 and 5. That's just since 2010. In a league where excellence is almost impossible to maintain, the Patriots have maintained a level of excellence we've never seen before. The NFL is a 50 50 league. We see dominant teams all the time in the NBA. I also think this works in Brady's favor. The NBA is a league predicated on dynasties. Most of the time, one a team in the NBA doesn't win one championship and then disappear. Right? There are lots of teams in the NFL that suddenly cycle up, win a game, win a championship, and then you never hear from them hardly again. That happens in the NFL. Doesn't ever happen in the NBA. Charlie in Dayton. What's up, Charlie? Hey, Clay, man, I got a Saints fan update for you real quick. Uh, we had uh, Kurt Coleman's sister over for the game last night, man. Uh, she seemed all right. Uh, I think they were bummed about going, not going to the Super Bowl. But the uh, thing that we were talking about, uh, why, and you would know this, why wasn't anybody, like, upset when Jordan went on his run? Because everybody now just wants to push Tom Brady out. And I just... I, we were all just kind of talking about that, man. I wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, it's a good it's a good question. I think the hater gene 
is more pronounced by far now than it was when Michael Jordan was playing. I think people enjoy tearing down athletes more now than they did when Jordan's era occurred. Tiger Woods is the greatest golfer of this era, right, of the modern era, and people seem to take gleeful joy in tearing down Tiger Woods in the wake of his marriage collapsing. Jordan got divorced. We hardly heard a word about it. Um, I think we just live in that. That's kind of a synopsis of our era. People can't enjoy things. They have to tear them down. And I don't know if that's a function of the internet. It, it's a really fascinating question. Why did, when Jordan was making his run, did America love Michael Jordan? The highest rated NBA game by far in the history of the NBA is Michael Jordan, Game 6, 1998, NBA Finals. And the vast majority of the country was rooting for Jordan to win that game. Now, some of you are in Utah, and you'll always hate Michael Jordan. Some of you are in New York. You're Knicks fans. You'll always hate Jordan. Indianapolis, you'll always hate Jordan because you had Reggie Miller, Patrick Ewing, Stockton, and Malone. All those guys were not able to get over the Jordan hump during those years. So I certainly understand why you because you rooted for a different team, didn't like Michael Jordan. But the vast majority of the country was watching Jordan and the Bulls in that dynasty and hoping they were going to win. And I think that's because Tom Brady is a lot less liked than Michael Jordan. But what I don't know is if you flipped these guys. If Jordan was playing right now, would he be a lot more hated than he was back in the 90s? There's a lot of people who don't like LeBron James too. I think the hater generation is a lot more pronounced. And I think that's a big reason why that occurs. It's an excellent question. I, why do we get upset with greatness? I don't know whether it's the internet and there's just a much larger uh, collection of opinions than used to exist when Jordan was on his apex, when Jordan was in his heyday. I don't know whether it's the media that wrote in newspapers and talked on television was a lot less antagonistic. If you think about Michael Jordan, how did Michael Jordan typically talk to the media? Through Ahmad Rashad, right? And Ahmad Rashad was like his best friend. And that was the way that he used his voice to talk. Sports Illustrated wrote an article making fun of Michael Jordan playing baseball, and Jordan refused to ever talk to them again. I think athletes had greater power over their image back in Jordan's day. I think also Jordan was the first of a branded athlete in a really substantial way who sold us things. There were others of that era. Bo Jackson is a great example uh, in, in baseball and football. But Jordan, the Air Jordan brand was so incredible that I think people connected with him in that way. I think also the Jordan losing to the Detroit Pistons was, in a, was huge for his brand. Because the Pistons were such a thoroughly unlikable team that people rooted for Jordan and the Bulls to get past the Pistons. I know people don't want to count it against him now, but those Eastern Conference losses when Jordan was unable to win championships, I think a lot of people bought in to the Bulls' pursuit because they didn't like the Pistons and they didn't like the bad boy era and they wanted Jordan to be able to get past them. I'm old enough to remember that. A lot of people don't. You know, a lot of the younger crowd out there just remembers Jordan in the finals. I'm old enough to remember Jordan's quest to make the finals. 
and how frustrating it was. I think it was two straight years, 88 and 89, when the Bulls got eliminated in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's also why I don't buy into the, oh, Jordan was 6-0 and in the Finals. Not if you count the Conference Finals. He lost a couple of years in the Conference Finals. Guys, forget about that. Forget about the Detroit Pistons. And then he finally got past them. I think it was back in 1990. And so people rooted for him. Um, I think also Jordan didn't have, uh, we know off the court, you know, he got divorced, probably had other women, things like that. But he didn't have the personal scandal that Tom Brady did with Deflategate, which I think uh, factors in. I also think Belichick is a relatively unlikable guy. I think Brady was also not very accessible. Did you watch Peyton Manning in the opening last night? Uh, still really funny. Great sense of humor. Even made, made fun of himself because he's only got two Super Bowls. Uh, you know, you said and Super Bowl. I've got two Super Bowls. Um, it, it, I think all that factors in. Brady now is more accessible than he was early in his career. But early in his career, Brady kept everybody at arm's length distance. And I also think Brady's good looking. You marry a Victoria's Secret supermodel. Peyton Manning was the average guy, like the everyman. And Brady was like the guy who was too cool, the guy that most people couldn't aspire to be. But most people don't marry a Victoria's Secret supermodel. And most people aren't as good looking as Tom Brady. I think it makes it difficult to connect with him. Whereas Michael Jordan sold the brand idea of, hey, I got cut off my high school basketball team. Michael Jordan was an eternal underdog. Always in, it, in the way that he was classified, people like my 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 four, my nine, eight-year-old came home the other day and they're watching Jordan clips at school, which is pretty funny uh, because their teacher is a big sports fan. And she's like, I know you guys know LeBron, but let's look at some of the best for Michael Jordan uh, highlights. And we'll talk about Michael Jordan, some of the one of the greatest athletes ever. They were having this debate in, in school. And my son came home, he's eight, and he said, Dad, did you know Michael Jordan got cut off his high school basketball team? It's like, yeah, I knew that. And he said, wow, isn't that amazing that he then, yeah. But his storyline was so well conveyed. We'll bring, I'm actually curious. It is, a, it is a great question. It's one that I've grappled with for a while. Why do we attack greatness to such an extent now and we used to embrace it? I think a lot of people in journalism, sports journalism now, consider it their job to attack athletes in a way that they didn't um, in the 80s and the 90s when I think sports was just kind of there for fun. You didn't need to pretend you were a serious sports journalist in order to to make a living. You're like, hey, it's fun to sit and watch this. You know, it's the toy chest of life. I think also individual fans are to blame because I think the internet is more toxic than the pre-internet era was. There's a lot more people who want to tear down from a fan perspective. Um, I think social media certainly is infinitely more negative than it was before. I think it's an interesting question. Why can't we enjoy and appreciate greatness? Why do we have to tear it down now? I think you can look at Tiger Woods. I think you can look at LeBron. I think you can look at Tom Brady. All those guys have been incredibly successful, and they get all torn down. I think you can expand it. Michael Phelps, I think all of those things factor in. When we come back, we'll break it down further. This is Super Bowl edition. I'll kick the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back. 
Geico Outkick Studios. Men, M-Drive supplement I use every day. You should consider it too if you want to feel stronger, have more energy and drive. Now's the time to start taking M-Drive. To learn more, visit mdrive4men.com today. Refine your prime with M-Drive. Let's go to Ralph Irving get an update what's happening in the world of sports. Well, thank you very much, Clay. And of course, the New England Patriots did win Super Bowl 53 Sunday night, beating the LA Rams 13-3. It's their sixth Super Bowl title and the sixth for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But one of the big questions coming out of the game, what is the future with Rob Gronkowski? Tonight, it's about celebrating with my teammates. And that decision will be made in a week or two, you know, down the future. Because tonight, that's what it's about, is celebrating with my teammates. And that's what I'm worried about tonight. We're going to have a good time. Bill told me he's partying tonight, so you know it's going to be good. Patriots defensive coordinator Brian Flores will be introduced today as the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins, while Zach Taylor, quarterback's coach with the Rams, is expected to be introduced as the new head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next cars. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Reports from the Bay Area have the Raiders looking to move to San Francisco and play at Oracle Park this coming fall as the home of the Giants. The NFL and the 49ers, though, still need to sign off on that decision. We'll get back to Clay in 10 seconds, but first, a word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen it thing or two we are farmers bum, 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 bum. underwritten by farmers truck fire insurance exchanges and affiliates products not available in every state now let's get back to clay travis in the outkick studios lots of reaction pouring in let's go to brian in atlanta on the outkick vip line what you got for me brian hey hey good morning um hope you all enjoyed that great super bowl like i did um i was talking i was wanting to talk about brady really the patriots while people hate hate Tom Brady a lot, and, and I think it's due to, to him being white in a, in a sport where there's a lot of black athletes. You talk about Michael Jordan, nobody gave him problems. The NBA was really it's a black man's sport, and he's fine. So is LeBron, but Tiger, look at Tiger, Clay. That's, golf's a white man's sport, and he, he took it over, and when anything bad happened, they just, they just tortured him. So I think a lot of this is racial, political. You think of the Patriots, you think of Donald Trump, they support him. And it's just a white team with not a lot of great athletes winning Super Bowls. And that's just not acceptable in today's society. Mm, I, yeah, it's an interesting argument. I think it, I don't think it's race-based. I think it's culture-based. I mean, I, I think LeBron James gets ripped in a way that Michael Jordan didn't. Both of them are black NBA superstars. I think that Tiger Woods... Get, gets ripped in a way that I bet Jack Nicholas didn't. I wasn't a fan of golf, obviously wasn't alive when Jack Nicholas was in his heyday. Uh, but I would bet if you compare their coverage, Tiger gets ripped in a way that they didn't. And by the way, so does Phil Mickelson. You know, I, I don't think it's race-based. Um, and same thing I think is true uh, of if, uh, if, if Tom Brady were any other race in the NFL. I, I bet back in the day, Terry Bradshaw got better treatment than Tom Brady does. And by the way, Peyton Manning has gotten ripped uh, a ton too. So I think it's just the culture we live in. I think we tear down everybody who is a great athlete. Fred and Encino, what's up, Fred? Hey, maybe I'm looking for a miracle, but with the Rams losing 10-3 to near the end of the contest, the New England had a holding call, and the Rams declined it by taking the penalty. They would have effectively taken them out of field goal range, and the Rams would have been down. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting – I, yeah, I, I, I know the situation. The reason why they took the penalty was because the clock stops. If you were listening to that broadcast, I thought Tony Romo did a great job pointing that out because you don't want – if you decline the penalty – you get a first down, 
and so you get another play to run. They they actually did everything within their power there in that situation. The Rams did. They just needed him to miss the field goal. That was the right call um, to 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 take not take the penalty there because you want the down to count because then the clock doesn't stop. It's a little bit complicated from a clock perspective, but Tony Romo did a fantastic job analyzing in real time that decision uh, on the Super Bowl. That's why they made that decision. Ted in Indianapolis. What's up, Ted? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I'm a Patriots fan in Indianapolis of all places, but I wanted to make a comment of grace of all times. I know it's the market-driven, but if you've ever heard about Cal Sanderson, he's four state titles in high school, four national championships in college as a a wrestler, and as a uh, coach, he's on the verge of winning his eighth national title in in college wrestling. But uh, I think defensive win championships, I thought it was a great game for someone that's a defensive player, but I'll hang up. And uh, listen to your comment. Thank you. It's Brady or Jordan. As good as the wrestler is, the greatest wrestler of all time will always be Hulk Hogan. Mike in Florida, what's up? Hey, Clay. Uh, you were talking about the uh, you know sports with uh, scandals and everything. When Jordan taking off for two years, do you know the real reason why Jordan had to take off for the two years? Yeah, the conspiracy. Yeah. You gonna tell the me conspiracy with his gambling? Yeah, that the conspiracy theory the is. That, thanks for the call. Exactly I've got a I've got an out here at the bottom of the hour. The the conspiracy theory out there, and I might buy into this conspiracy theory, is that the reason why Jordan went and played baseball was because David Stern secretly suspended him for gambling on the sport. That is the conspiracy theory that is out there for why Michael Jordan, at the peak of his powers, suddenly decided to go play baseball for a couple of years. Ah, would I buy it? Maybe a little bit. But I never really thought the Jordan baseball thing ever made sense at all. Uh, this is Outkick the Coverage Final Hour. We're reacting to Super Bowl 53 last night. We'll be back. Continue to roll. Alex Marvez will join us as well here on Outkick. Welcome in to Outkick the Coverage uh, Super Bowl 53 edition. We are live here in the Geico Outkick studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And we're brought to you by TrueCar. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with TrueCar, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out TrueCar. True cash offer not available in all areas. We're breaking down the Super Bowl as you wake up across the country. And I just uh, I just tweeted out um, a, a story that I, I, I just want to hit this off the top here. Uh, we're obviously breaking down Jordan... Uh, versus uh, Tom Brady now that both men have got six championships. But CNN just tweeted out a story. This is a real story. Why are Adam Levine's nipples fine for air, but 2004's wardrobe malfunction made Janet Jackson a pariah for years? That's the question some fans are asking after the Super Bowl. Well, I think an easy answer would be there aren't billion-dollar companies built around the idea of seeing men topless. Because I'll tell you this right now, if somebody wants to pay me to pose topless in any magazine, especially pose me, uh, pay me a lot of money, I'll be happy to do it. Now, I thought the Janet Jackson uh, nipplegate back in 2004 was an overreaction, but the idea that a man shirtless is the same thing as a woman shirtless is kind of a big difference. Kind of a big difference there, right? Men will spend their entire lives trying to see as many women topless as they can, right? Women don't care at all about seeing men topless. Maybe I'm wrong in this. 
Maybe the male nipple needs to be protected. We need some uh, some pasties everywhere we go. But the answer is because men desperately want to see women topless and women don't really care that much about seeing men topless. The answer is go to any pool in America and see what the reaction is if a woman walks around topless compared to a man walking around topless. God bless CNN. Uh, That is incredible. But we are breaking down Super Bowl 53. Halftime show I didn't think was very good. Commercials I thought were awful. Everybody's trying to be so woke in the commercials. Nobody tries to be funny anymore. It's like, just sell me your product. All right? Entertain me. Make me laugh. I thought the best commercial, I thought there were a couple of decent commercials. I thought the commercial for Stella, which featured the dude and Carrie uh, from Sex and the City, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, in character there. I thought that was really outstanding. Um, I thought the Bud Light ad, which also intersected with Game of Thrones. Y'all know I'm obsessed with Game of Thrones. Love that show. I thought that was pretty good. Um, but <laughs> but in general, I didn't think the uh, the, half to, the commercials were very good. I thought the, the NFL 100-year uh, anniversary or whatever where all the players were chasing around the football, I thought that was pretty outstanding. But in general, I didn't think the commercials were very good. I think the game was very good. It's a defensive struggle, but it was a defensive struggle where you felt like, especially the Rams, left a lot of plays on the field. Jared Goff missed a lot of throws, and it was just an ugly performance overall. At the end, though, Tom Brady won, got the Super Bowl, gets to 6-3 and all-time in the Super Bowl, and I think in the process created the next great sports debate that will be going on for the next decade or more and that is going to be Tom Brady versus Michael Jordan, who is the greatest of all time. And that's our poll question up. Got nearly 50,000 votes in it right now. Dead heat. 50% Jordan, 50% uh, for uh, Michael, uh, for Tom Brady. couple of stats that I think are worth uh, breaking down. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick now have 30 combined playoff wins. The next closest combined number of playoff wins for a coach and quarterback is 14. Um, Over the course of his Super Bowl run, Tom Brady now has covered 18 years. Caller earlier pointed out Jack Nicholas went 24 years between major wins. That kind of gives you a sense for how long Brady has been at the top of his game. Julian Edelman, really the only weapon that the Patriots had in the passing game. Everybody else was blanketed. Julian Edelman, 10 catches, 140 yards. He was your MVP. Obviously, he also got suspended for peds before the season started. For the people out there who believe the Patriots are eternal cheaters, that's more evidence for you. Second best receiver, Corderell Patterson, only had two catches for less than 20 yards. Obviously, Rob Gronkowski made a big-time play late. He was the second leading receiver for the New England Patriots. We'll see whether or not Gronk is going to end up retiring. Um, I got to apologize to the Patriots. I didn't believe in them. I think this is probably the worst team since the first team to win the title for the Patriots uh, to win the Super Bowl. But that's a credit to Brady and Belichick. They got here. They got the win over the Chargers. They got the win over the Chiefs. And they got the win over the Rams. I think that this Patriot team, not very good relative to the standard set by other Patriot teams. But you know what? The 18-0 and Patriot team was the best ever. They lost to Eli Manning and the Giants. 
and the team that also lost to the Giants again and the team that lost to the Eagles. I think all three of those Patriot team that lost in the Super Bowl were better than this one, but you're remembered for the games that you win and the Patriots found a way to get it done. I want to bring in the crew. I would say this also as my number one takeaway. I think we got cheated out of Drew Brees versus Tom Brady, and I'm going to think this for a very long time to come. I don't believe that Tom Bra- that, that Drew Brees would have been anywhere near as confused as Jared Goff was in this game. Drew Brees and the Saints may have lost, but it, Drew Brees was not going to look like a deer in the headlights like Jared Goff often did. I think Drew Brees would have made a lot more plays. I think he would have been prepared for what he saw on the defensive side of the ball because he's played a lot longer. I thought that Jared Goff and Sean McVay got exposed. And there's a lot of people out there that are going to say, well, Jared Goff is young. He'll probably come back and win another Super Bowl. I would just say this. It's rare for a guy to lose in the Super Bowl and then come back and win one. Most guys win their first Super Bowl if they are going to. Whether it's Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Brett Favre. You run through that list, Aaron Rodgers. Everybody who has won a Super Bowl since all the way back to John Elway has won the first time they have gotten there or they've never won one. Elway is the last only quarterback in the last 30 years of the NFL to lose in the Super Bowl and come back the first time he goes and come back and win it. I don't know whether it's the pressure like a Cam Newton or a Matt Ryan feels when they lose one of these Super Bowls, but it seems like there's a big hangover, whether it's Dan Marino, Boomer Esiason, Jim Kelly, Neil O'Donnell, Drew Bledsoe, Steve McNair, Kerry Collins, like I said, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan. If you lose the first time you go to the Super Bowl, odds are you're not going to get back and ever win again. And that's unfortunate, and it hangs over everybody's head, and it stinks, but the odds are against Jared Goff ever winning a Super Bowl now. They just are. It's hard to get there. And again, the only guy in the last 30 years who has gotten to the Super Bowl, lost the first time he went there, and then come back to win a Super Bowl is John Elway. Takes a lot of mental toughness to pull it off. Let me bring in the crew. Danny G, what stood out to you the most about this uh, about this game? I think the most frustrating part of the game to me was that the field never seemed to open up. The spacing, obviously, so tight in the game until the uh, Patriots scored their late touchdown. Gilmore was all over the Rams receivers, and even Tracy Wolfson was swallowed up, almost dying. Yeah, in the postgame. Yeah, that was, uh, that was great when she was trying to speak with Tom Brady. I felt claustrophobic, kind of like I was on the airplane to Atlanta all over again with a large woman sitting next to me on the plane so that's the thing I was just waiting come on let's open it I thought in the second half there would be a lot more scoring and it just never happened also obviously you're talking commercials I agree with you on Marshawn Lynch with his piece of cake Bud Light versus the Game of Thrones commercial was tremendous I also think Jason Bateman's elevator car shopping commercial a little underrated that one stood out to me and as far as halftime why was it not just an outcast show at halftime? I think East Point and College Park should have been the focal point 
of the show. Where was Andre 3000 when we really needed him? I don't him? know if he refused to be on. But I, I yeah. wonder whether Outcast would have been able to, uh, to to reunite there. I know, because I, I know he kind of has been doing the acting thing. But Adam Levine taking his shirt off and being squirmy on stage, he seemed like a broke Freddie Mercury to me. It was just awkward. Yeah, it, it I, really I think was. he doesn't have moves like uh, <laughs> like, like, like like Jagger. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the answer is no. You, uh, you don't have moves like Jagger. <laughs> it would have been cool if they could have gotten Mick Jagger to come out, and when they did, uh, you know, moves like Jagger. Now but, I got to ask you really quick because you picked the Rams to win, and now you're saying that you wish the Saints were in the game. Well, really, we're just two Brandon Cooks key plays away from the Rams having a, a big shot in that game. I mean, that drop touchdown pass at the end of the game. That was death to the Rams. And obviously earlier, Goff was late on that throw to the back of the end zone. So had the Rams squeaked out a win, would you still feel like you got ripped off not having the Saints in the game? No, I mean, I I think that if they had made a couple of big plays, things would feel differently, but they didn't do it. Even if they played bad, because you're talking Brady, the GOAT versus Jordan. Well, Brady didn't play good last night either. Yeah, but he played phenomenally last year, and they lost. I mean, that's how Super Bowls work. That's why it's so hard to win them is sometimes the quarterback can go out and be phenomenal. Brady was, I think, the greatest passing performance in the history of the Super Bowl last year, if I'm not mistaken, and his defense couldn't stop him at all. And so as a result, he ended up losing. What was the right, final right, score it, last year, 40-32? to 32. So, But, I mean, that's, you're comparing incredibly. team sports. I mean, I couldn't imagine Jordan ever losing to a Nick Foles team. You might say, well, you can't compare the two sports. Well, exactly. So this entire debate is very difficult because how do you compare two different sports? Well, easily, because we do it all the time. We do it all the time, but it doesn't always make the most sense. Yeah. You can't compare eras either, and yet we sit around all the time. That bugs me when people try to to, debate eras. To me, infinitely better discussion and debate is Jordan versus uh, Brady now. Instead of LeBron, well, I'll give you that. I agree. I agree with you there, but I I just don't know if you have thirty years of this on the radio. Oh, I'm going to do it for the next thirty years. Yeah, Roberto, turn his microphone. I'm going to make ten million dollars a year (laughs) debating Jordan versus uh, uh, Jordan versus Brady, like Skip Bayless does, doing Jordan versus LeBron. Uh, What else stood out to you, Dub? What stood out to you in particular from the uh, from the Super Bowl? It was kind of a win for the old timers. You got the old defensive minded coach coaches and Wade Phillips and Bill Belichick absolutely dominating their side of the ball. I mean, holding this Rams team to three points, it's got to be the greatest performance from Bill Belichick that I've seen. Yeah, and and it's a bounce-back performance for Bill Belichick because last year the discussion was about Malcolm Butler and why he wasn't in the game and why they couldn't get a stop against Nick Foles and how the evolution of the game had totally changed. And then you get uh, Jared Goff just shut down completely. I I said earlier in the show – if you told me, if you had told Sean McVay that they were going to hold the Patriots to 13 points, I think he would have put like multiple fingers on the line, right? Like you can chop my fingers off if we're not going to to score 13 points and lose has to kind of sicken uh, Sean McVay. It's one thing to lose, but if they had gone out and they had lost 35 to 31, I think he'd be like, okay, you know, like they just had a little bit more uh, playmaking at the end. And uh, in, in a season where he won a game fifty-four to fifty-one, to lose three to nothing, uh, basically to lose thirteen to three and get held to three points, has to really kind of stick with him. Uh, what about you, Roberto? What stands out? Well, when the Rams were winning, everybody wanted the next Sean McVay. Everybody said how great McVay was and how Goff is just along for the ride. But now that the Rams lost, it seems like more of the blame seems to be on Goff. 
But McVeigh's supposed to be the boy wonder, the boy genius, and it seemed like he didn't drew, uh, drew up enough explosive plays for the Rams to win the game. Yeah, I mean, I think he drew up the plays. I think they just didn't get executed. I mean, I'm sure when they go back and look at the film, there's a lot of opportunities to make plays out there that Jared Goff just didn't make. He's a young quarterback. I think the moment was too big for him. I still think there's something going on with Todd Gurley, and we haven't spent a lot of yeah, time talking about Yeah, that was the other one, Todd Gurley, yeah. He only got 10 carries for 35 yards. Uh, if you've got a young quarterback, why wouldn't you rely on C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley? I don't understand what happened with Gurley in this playoffs in general. Um, something is wrong with him. I, I just You can't tell me the guy who scored 23 touchdowns gets 10 carries, maybe a couple of catches, isn't even a part of the offensive game plan. I need to know what happened with Todd Gurley that made this completely uh, turn, made him turn into an afterthought. I mean, he should have been the workhorse back in my mind, and there has to be an injury. There has to be some sort of a pitch count that he was on based on that injury, and just nobody wants to admit it. Even signing C.J. Anderson and using him as much as they have, it doesn't make sense to me that Todd Gurley doesn't get those carries in the Super Bowl with everything on the line, and also in the Super Bowl with everything on the line in a game where it's not like the, the, the Rams were down and you had to go to the passing game. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. All right, when we come back, we'll talk with uh, Alex Marvez. He's set to join us breaking down Super Bowl 53. In the final segment of the show, we have got – let's go ahead and play this. Do you have this queued up, Danny G? I want to let people start thinking about this. So um, I uh, am on a television show called Lock It In. And as part of Lock It In, we make uh, gambling picks on the show. And I made a huge bet on the Super Bowl – based on whether or not they would mention the age difference between Jared Goff and Tom Brady during the game, okay? And during the game, they put up the pictures of the guys. They did the 17-year challenge. It's been 17 years since Tom Brady won his Super Bowl, and they put up the pictures, and this is what it sounded like. And let's do the 17-year challenge. Well, you see, 17 years ago, Tom Brady looked older, I think. <laughs> Sean McVay looked like he was in kindergarten, and Jared Goff was in kindergarten. He was. Jared Goff was in kindergarten, all right? And they put up the pictures of both those guys. I actually want to poll the crew right here. Do you guys think – or actually, I'll ask you really quickly now. Now, let's save it. I'll poll you guys. So they said Jared Goff was in kindergarten. They haven't paid out this, this uh, prop bet yet. Should that count as mentioning the age difference? To me, there is no argument that should. If they pay it out, then I win the week on Lock It In and I am the king. If they don't pay it out, then I lost. And we're waiting to see whether or not that is going to count. Uh, I want to post that video as well. Uh, we will continue to discuss. My name is Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage. Up next, it's going to be Jared Goff. and Jared Goff. Up next, it's going to be Alex Marvez, and we will be talking about Jared Goff's performance as well as Tom Brady's performance in Super Bowl 53, what we thought of the overall final game of the NFL season. But first, I got to tell you, it's getting closer and closer to Valentine's Day. And if you don't want to end up looking like a bum on Valentine's Day. You know what you need to do? You need to order like a pro and get your bouquets, get your flowers in order. Every woman wants a beautiful Valentine's Day bouquet, and you can take care of that right now. Don't fumble it on Valentine's Day. Go right now to 
Pro Flowers and get hooked up right now. If you hurry right now, you can get one dozen red roses with a free glass vase for $24.99 plus shipping and handling. Just go to proflowers.com today, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the code Clay Travis. That's my name, Clay Travis, to choose the perfect roses at the perfect price. Again, a dozen red roses for $24.99 in a glass vase. That's proflowers.com. Click the microphone. Enter the code Clay Travis. That's my name, C-L-A-Y-T-R-A-V-I-S. Order today. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Weezer bringing us back here in the Geico Outkick Studios where we're brought to you by TrueCar. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with TrueCar, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out TrueCar. True Cash offer not available in all areas. Let me go ahead and bring in Ralph Irvin, find out what's shaking in the world of sports, and then we'll be joined on the backside by Alex Marvez to break down Super Bowl 53. Well, thank you very much, Clay. And, of course, the New England Patriots are your Super Bowl champions. They take Super Bowl 53, beating the L.A. Rams 13-3, lowest scoring Super Bowl in history. Tom Brady, first player to ever win six Super Bowls. Julian Edelman finished the game with 10 catches, 141 yards. He was named the game's MVP. It's Bill Belichick's eighth Super Bowl ring. Six is the head coach of the New England Patriots. Rob Gronkowski says, well, in a couple weeks, he'll let you know whether or not he's going to retire. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Patriots defensive coordinator Brian Flores. He should be named the Miami Dolphins' new head coach later today. Now that the Patriots have won the Super Bowl, he's available to take that job. Same goes for Rams quarterback coach Zach Taylor. Should be introduced in Cincinnati as the new head coach of the Bengals. And NBC Bay Area reporting that the Raiders are trying to play in San Francisco at Oracle Park, formerly AT&T Park. That's the home of the Giants. The NFL and the 49ers, though, still need to sign off on that decision. they got to make sure that the field and everything is going to work for NFL standards. We'll be back to Clay in 10 seconds, but first, a word from Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen it thing or two we are farmers bum, 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 bum. underwritten by farmers truck fire insurance exchanges and affiliates products not available in every state now back to clay travis in the outkick studios uh we are indeed here in the outkick studios let me go ahead and bring in alex marvez your number one takeaway was a patriots defense how amazing right i, I mean 27 of 60 plays that the los angeles rams ran went for negative or zero yards half of what was the 11th most prolific scoring offense in NFL history during the regular season. Half of their plays went nowhere or backwards. And we could talk about how bad Jared Goff was, that Todd Gurley's not the same guy, the offensive line looked terrible, yada, yada, yada. All of that is a discredit to what the New England Patriots did on defense. They were absolutely fantastic. I mean, did the Rams bring together more than two good plays? I mean, how many times, right, Play? I mean, that was just it was a brilliant performance and an incredible send-off for Brian Flores, even though if you watch the broadcast, you may not know who he is since Tony Romo and Jim Nance decided to uh, 
ignore him. But gosh, I mean, he was absolutely awesome working with Belichick for this game plan. And if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, well, you feel a little bit better today that this guy's going to become your head coach. Nah, I understand that argument, but we've seen this an awful lot of times where Belichick assistants have left and been awful, whether it's Matt Patricia, Romeo Cornell, Charlie Weiss, uh, 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 Mangini. Uh, like, you just basically run through the list. Josh McDaniels. Belichick is a great coach who creates an opportunity for everybody to excel. I understand the reason for optimism anytime you hire a new coach. I just haven't seen anybody leave the Belichick coaching tree and me think, wow, this guy's unbelievable. I mean, Bill O'Brien is the most successful coach to ever leave the Belichick coaching tree if you don't want to count Nick Saban going all the way back. But in the and since he's been at the Patriots, and I don't think a lot of people in Houston are like, oh, Bill O'Brien's the greatest coach of all time, but he's by far the most successful. So I understand the reason for that, but I'm, I'm not willing to be that excited if I'm a Dolphins fan over this hire because of this game. Um, having said that, if Sean McVay had known that his team, uh, Wade Phillips, was going to hold that team in uh, the Patriots to 13 points, how confident do you think he would have been that he was going to win? Of course, he's 100% confident, Clay. I mean, seriously. You know, I mean, 13 points, your offense, again, 527 points scored during the regular season. I mean, and you, and you put up 30 on the road, I guess it was, against, uh, against New Orleans and, and 27 or so, 26 against the Cowboys. I mean, they were scoring points. They were finding ways to get it done. They made adjustments during games. They never found an answer to what it was that, that the uh, Patriots are doing on defense. And listen, Austin Blythe and, and uh, John Sullivan, the center and right guard, they were pretty miserable, right? The right side of that offensive line was horrendous, and the Patriots were smart. That is where they attacked, right? Because Andrew Whitworth is still pretty darn good at left tackle. Roger Sappold, really good at left guard. The way that they attacked this team was the right side of the offensive line. I would imagine some major upgrades that Rams have to look at having there to give a little bit more protection, particularly at center. John Sullivan's an older player. He's in his 30s. But, no, they did a great job. And, listen, veteran secondary as well. And what's crazy was when they lost Patrick Chung, they didn't skip a beat. I mean, the guy broke his form. He's a really good safety. But, you know, when, when he got hurt, it didn't count. It didn't work against them. I mean, just just so well coached. I mean, they they were really good. I mean, they were really really good last night. All right, uh, Jared Goff was not really really good. In fact, he was the opposite. These are the guys who have lost in the Super Bowl since basically 1980. Marino, some of the guys. Marino, Dan Marino, Boomer Esiason, Jim Kelly, Neil O'Donnell, Drew Bledsoe, Steve McNair, Kerry Collins, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, among them. The only player in the last 40 years to lose his first Super Bowl and come back to win a later Super Bowl is John Elway. If you were betting right now, do you believe Jared Goff will come back and win a Super Bowl one day? I, I, I will because I'll tell you this. I mean, think about the odds. He's 24 years old. So you figure that the guy's got at least 10 more seasons as an NFL starter, right? And I think the Rams are a pretty well-run organization now. And I think Sean McVay will learn from this experience and they will continue to get better. Golf, though, has to continue to get better, right? And, I, you know, maybe this – it was weird because the game wasn't too big for him when we look at what happened against the Saints, right? The guy let a comeback. He was fantastic. But you just felt maybe the Super Bowl it was a little bit too big for him. You know, you saw that pass at the end intercepted by Stephon Gilmore. Terrible form. His technique fell apart as the game went on. And that's something, okay, is that the Patriots' defense? Is that a symptom of feeling the pressure of being in a Super Bowl? I mean, those things – are significant, but again, I think with the supporting cast that they have and the, and the type of coach Sean McVay is, that ultimately he, he will be back. And remember this too: it isn't like a Matt Ryan where you lose Kyle Shanahan and the offense takes seven steps back, right? In this case, you know Sean McVay is going to continue to be the play caller and is going to continue to work with him. 
how do the great quarterbacks in the NFL develop? They keep continuity when it comes to their coaches. You're going to have that continuity with Sean McVay and Jared Goff. That's why I feel pretty good about the young man learning from this and getting back at some point. We're talking to Alex Marvez at Alex Marvez on Twitter. Why was Todd Gurley not more featured? You know, the, the word was behind the scenes that, that his knee just isn't right. You know, he'll dispute that and deny that, and the Rams will dispute that and deny that. We'll find out if there's a surgery in the offing somewhere. What's happened is that Gurley's become a little bit of a, I don't say a one-trick pony, but teams don't respect him running between the tackles. What they've been doing is popping in C.J. Anderson. He's been the guy that runs between the tackles. And, you know, he did go out for one pass last night, C.J., and got open. But but I tell you, the, uh, the you know, with Gurley, they just couldn't get him on track on the outside. The Patriots did such a great job covering the perimeter, uh, you know, keeping him in between and, and just not making sure he couldn't get out there. He was rendered pretty ineffective. And, and listen, I was a little bit surprised that he got the all-pro nod, considering that he didn't play the final couple weeks of the season. What a great year Ezekiel Elliott had. You can even make an argument for Saquon Barkley. But you talk about guys that are a little bit on the hot seat to produce coming into 2019 season. I think Todd Gurley's going to be one of them. I mean, have we seen the best of this guy? I hate to judge based upon two games, especially if we find out he was injured. And that might be the reason. But other than that, play really disappointing end to what had been a fantastic year for him. Do you think Rob Gronkowski retires? Yeah, you know, talking to him before the game, he just seemed so happy with what he was doing. I think there have to be a couple things here, though. Are the Patriots going to adjust his salary? Are they going to let Gronk be Gronk in the offseason? Those types of things. I think that's a huge consideration for him. And will they guarantee that they're not going to trade him this year? I mean, you know, all of those things go into it. You know the Patriot way. As soon as you show any signs of being vulnerable physically on a decline, usually they get rid of you, right? Now, maybe there are special Broncos because of his relationship with Tom Brady. And the guy's still a fantastic blocker. And he did have juice last night. He was beating those linebackers, you know, for the Rams in one-on-one coverage. And, you know, but again, you're counting on this guy being healthy for an entire season. And that's just really a lot to ask from Gronk. So the question is, if he does want to keep playing, will it be under the scenario where the Patriots are accepting of the things that he's going to want? Because, he's, as he said, he is not going to play for another organization. He is only going to play for the New England Patriots. Remember, he threatened to retire last year after the Detroit Lions you know, tried to make a trade for him, and he said that's not happening. So a lot of things in play here with Gronk. It's either the Patriots or nothing, I will tell you that. We're talking to Alex Marvez. He's at the airport leaving Atlanta right after Super Bowl 53 last night. Brady now has six uh, Super Bowls. Michael Jordan won six uh, uh, NBA championships. Whose six was more impressive in your mind? Uh, Jordan, because you play more games, you know, and, and you know, the other thing too, I mean, the Brady Super Bowls, they always come down to the wire, right? I believe this is their largest margin of victory that they've had based upon a really good defense. I, I just think, you know, Jordan, you know, having to play just more games, you know what I mean? That's what we're looking at here. Being even more consistent over a longer period of time, it is so hard to mix sports and evaluate who does what. But, but you know, again, and you could say, well, the level that Tom Brady is playing at at the age of 41 dictates that he's great. It's just Michael Jordan obviously wasn't the same guy, you know, as he got into his late 30s. And, and I understand that. But I just think Jordan was the greatest player on the planet in his sport. One can argue that Tom Brady's not the best quarterback in his sport, nor has been for a couple of years. So, and, and even some years when he was in his prime, you always heard more about Aaron Rodgers, sometimes Peyton Manning, et cetera. So, no, I got to go with Jordan. Um, this is pretty intriguing. Uh, you mentioned the Tom Brady stat. I mean, this one's wild for everybody waking up out there. Brady's won six Super Bowls. He's led a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter or overtime in every single one of those. Um, And I know there's a lot of talk about the Patriots dynasty and everything else. Tom Brady, I think the stat is worth hitting. Tom Brady was drafted in sixth round, 199th overall, and his signing bonus was $38,400. Julian Edelman, who got the MVP last night, drafted as the 27th pick in the seventh round that's barely getting into the draft at all 
232nd overall in 2009. He wins the MVP. The Patriots have done an incredible job finding value where others have not in order to maintain this dynastic run. I think Edelman's story is not as well known. Him being a seventh-round pick and leading to where he is now, uh, now a Super Bowl MVP and potentially a future Hall of Famer, depending on how he finishes out the season, is pretty phenomenal, isn't it? It's pretty great. I, I think future Hall of Famer is quite the reach, to be quite honest with you, as a Hall of Fame voter. I, I'm surpri- I'd be surprised if he gets in the final 15 at any point. I know he had a great Super Bowl. I also know he was a PED violation and missed the first four games. And it is interesting that the NFL, they disqualify players from making the Pro Bowl if you have a PED violation, but apparently you can still win Super Bowl MVP in the same season. I wonder if that's something that the league would look at if they want to try to continue to put teeth into their drug testing policy. So that, all that being said, he's a fantastic slot receiver. He's the guy who, who picks up all the underneath stuff. He's Wes Welker, except better than Wes Welker, more reliable than Wes Welker was. He's, he's just a better player, and he's, he's perfect for this system. You see, the Patriots were ahead of the curve. Remember when they signed Julian Edelman? Teams weren't looking too much for shifty slot guys like him. They identified a player who had certain physical talents and attributes and, and a, a mindset of, a guy who's simply going to outwork everybody to get to where he is, whether that's through PEDs or not. That's another story altogether, and that's on his resume. You know, just like Tom Brady deflating footballs. I mean, all these things are there on the public record. But, you know, incredible game last night. And, look, the guy doesn't drop passes. That's the thing about it. He's so reliable. I mean, we're going to always think back to Super Bowl Forty Six, right, and Wes Welker dropping that pass. That's part of his legacy. Julian Edelman doesn't do that. You know, I mean, he just gets these to excel at what he does, and, and kudos to him. And Again, perfect system for him as well, playing like he does in New England. Did you feel cheated, ultimately, that this was not the Saints on the field? And do you agree with me that there's no way Drew Brees would have looked as out-of-sorts, deer-in-the-headlights-esque as Jared Goff did at times if the Saints had been there? Correct. I think that, I think that you know, Drew, might, with his experience, probably wouldn't have been able to adjust better. I think because he's just at that point in his career where he can recognize more things, and I think Jared Goff is getting there. Remember, there were seven number one overall picks that had previously won Super Bowls, and and Jared would have been the eighth, and he would have been by far the youngest. I mean, sometimes, look, it's not always Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, guys who immediately win uh, these types of, uh, of games, you know, early on in their career when they're carried by their teams. You know, sometimes it takes several years to get going, but I think then Sean, and Drew Brees has that type of experience. I also wonder, too, did Sean McVay's decision not to prepare for the crowd noise. He didn't really play much this week. Did that have any effect on it as well? Because it seemed a lot of times that that Rams offense was really hurried to try to, to try to you know, run a play. Some people might be listening to us right now who are headed to the Atlanta airport. How would you assess the overall Atlanta airport scene the day after the Super Bowl? Probably the fifth layer of hell. <laughs> um, you know, but I mean, and, and it's, it's long. I'm about to get the security guys. So I'm going to have to hang up here in a second. But I mean, look, it, it's definitely... If you're if you have a six o'clock flight, leave now to the airport. You know what I'm saying, that type of thing. And it's just, but again, it's a lot of folks getting out of here. You know, good week by Atlanta. I've been to Super Bowl cities. Everything was convenient. It was downtown. <laughs> you know, they did they did a solid job. I mean, beautiful stadium. Everyone loved them. By the way, those concession prices were amazing. Two dollar hot dogs, five dollar beers. I mean, it was it was very cool of Arthur Blank and the Falcons to keep the regular season pricing uh, for the Super Bowl. Outstanding stuff as always, Alex Marvez. Good luck with the travel home. We'll talk to you next week probably. That is Alex Marvez at Alex Marvez on Twitter. Final segment of the show up next. We'll continue breaking down Super Bowl 53 in particular. Do we think this was it for Gronk? We'll play his audio and uh, answer to that question. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio.
Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios, as we roll into the final segment of the Monday edition. Appreciate all of you spending your Super Bowl Monday with us. Make sure that you download uh, the podcast. You won't miss it anything. Lots of great three-hour discussion. Will Rob Gronkowski be back? One of the big questions as the Patriots win their sixth Super Bowl. Here was his answer. And that decision will be made in a week or two you know, down the future. Because tonight, that's what it's about, is celebrating with my teammates. And that's what I'm worried about tonight. We're going to have a good time. Bill told me he's partying tonight. So, you know it's going to be good. Even Belichick partying as he won his sixth Super Bowl, 6-3 and three now in the Super Bowl. That is the New England Patriots. Uh, this has been the greatest poll question I've ever put up on Twitter. Now that Tom Brady has six Super Bowl championships and Michael Jordan has six championships as well, who is the greatest of all time, the GOAT team sport athlete, Tom Brady or Michael Jordan? 50,000 of you have voted in this poll. 50,000. That might be the most votes we've ever gotten in a poll. It's exactly even 50-50. Have never seen an exact split like that. That's That's a sign that it is the greatest question that maybe we've ever asked on this show. Or the worst. No, the greatest. (laughs) The number of people who have voted, a bad question to me is one where there's no argument on the other side. Like if I said, um, do you like pizza? 95% of people would say yes, probably. And I'd be like, okay, that's a bad poll question. Everybody's yeah. in agreement. No, I know. We've I'm just had... I'm just teasing you because you laid out the fact that this might be the new Skip Bayless, you know, decade-long yeah. question. This is 50,000 voters. And it is dead even, 50%, 50%. This is like the Florida recount uh, back in 2000 when we had Bush v. Gore. Um, 50-50, Brady Jordan, dead heat with 50,000 of you voting. And just looking at this right now, also over 500 of you have commented on uh, in, in that thread. So over 500 of you have commented. You can go vote. You'll have to scroll down a little bit. Maybe I'll pin this later in the day. Uh, to the top of my poll uh, question here, but nearly 50,000 of you have voted who is the greatest of all time team sport athlete. All right, I do a television show called Lock It In. It came down, it's coming down to this question, all right? There was a Super Bowl prop bet out there. The prop bet was, will they mention the age difference between uh, Tom Brady and Jared Goff. And the exact phrase that I'm reading right now is Brady and Goff age gap mentioned minus 230. That was the bet that I placed. I said that the Brady and Goff age gap would be mentioned. All right? Uh, If they count this as a win, I am the king. I get to put on the crown and win Super Bowl week on Lock It In. If they do not count this as a mention, then I lose. Here is the audio which we are debating that is out there that was aired last night during the Super Bowl. You may remember it was when they were doing the 17-year challenge. They put up a picture of Jared Goff next to Tom Brady, and they put up a picture uh, of uh, Bill Belichick and also of Jared Goff, uh, sorry, of uh, Sean McVay. But here's that audio last night from the Super Bowl. Listen. When the Patriots won their first of five over the Rams and let's do the 17-year challenge well you see 17 years ago Tom Brady looked older I think (laughs) Sean McVay looked like he was in kindergarten 
And Jared Goff was in kindergarten. He was. Jared Goff was in kindergarten. That, to me, is beyond a shadow of a doubt a mention of their age gap, right? Like a mention of their age gap. Just think about it. Take it outside of the world of sports. If you said, if you found out that a guy was getting married to a girl that was a lot younger than him and you said, man, when he graduated from college, she was in kindergarten, that would be a clear mention of their age gap, right? Like this to me is a no-brainer. They haven't graded it yet and there's argument right now on the Lock It In show about whether or not this classifies as a win. What do you guys think? Well, I'm going to take pity on you on this one because of what your son told you yesterday. Yeah. That was great. You tweeted out that your son asked you if you felt bad because Tom Brady has been to more Super Bowls than more weeks you've won Last on night, Lock It In. Last night, my oldest son said immediately after the game, Dad, how does it feel that Tom Brady has won more Super Bowls than you have won weeks on Lock It <laughs> Really? He really said that? A hundred oh, billion funny. percent he Burn. said that. Now, my wife might have cued him up because I'm like, did you come up with that on your own or is my wife like setting me up? But uh, but so what do you guys think? Is that an age uh, mention? Yeah, y- yeah. definitely. Especially, right? especially when you see it visually because they're comparing the pictures side by side. Do you agree, Dub, that that's a clear age gap mention? It'd be tough to, to not agree with that, in my opinion. I mean, opinion. if I lose Lock It In because that's not classified as an age gap mention, I mean, again, I just take it outside of the world of sports. If a guy is marrying a younger girl and they talk about how much like different their life perspectives are, oh, he graduated from college and the same time she was just being born, you're like, oh, wow, that's a big age gap. This is a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. They the don't fix give you this is win? in against me. And you'll need to fly to New Orleans and throw another uh, parade in protest. I am going to be furious. It's going to be an epic bad beat. This is Outkick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 